0: i
1: All right. Uh, welcome to the show, Fifth Street Soccer on the Sports Byline USA SB Nation Radio Networks. I'm Nick Eber. It is uh, wonderful to be with you today, as I am each and every weekday right here on Sports Byline from 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, that's Monday through Friday. And then again on Saturday at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we've got a lot to get to today in a uh, World Cup day that continues the upsets uh, that see Sweden uh, get past favorite Switzerland, and find their way to the quarterfinals. And as we speak, England are playing overtime with uh, Colombia. By the end of the show, we will have a winner. I certainly hope it's England. And we will be able to give you, or I will be able to give you, the quarterfinal breakdowns, uh, all four matches in the quarters. Uh, That's what we got on store today. Love to hear from you if you've got a thought, comment. A suggestion: eight hundred eight seven eight play. Give us a call in the studio at eight hundred eight seven eight play, or you can always uh, send us a message on uh, our website at fiststreetsports uh, or on Twitter at fiststreetsports. Uh, we would love to hear from you. That's how the show works best when you get involved. Uh, so we got a lot to get to today. We a recurring theme on this show has been the changing of the guard in world football today. Information news coming out of Madrid about the uh, future of one uh, fairly decent player by the name of Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm going to talk about that as we continue with our uh, general uh, thought line about the changing of the guard in world football. It's now, you're now seeing this on uh, the club level as well. So we're going to get to all of that today. There really is a lot to get to. Plus, of course, in the last segment, I will be giving you my picks for the matches on uh, Monday. Pardon me on Monday. What? what We're today? July. Tomorrow's July 4th, isn't it? It is. Yes. So so picks are for July the 5th. um, uh, We will give you the picks for the quarterfinal matches on the 5th of July. Sorry if I seem preoccupied. I'm actually watching the uh, extra time of the um England Columbia game as we speak. How has this World Cup been for you? Love to hear from you. How has your team done? Have you enjoyed it? Even if you don't have a dog in this race, or oh, dog in the fight, a pony in the race, whatever it is, I don't know. Uh, give us a call eight hundred eight seven eight play. I'm Nikiba. This is for Soccer on the Sports Byline USA, SB Nation Radio Networks. So a big hello to our men and women in uniform listening. On the American Forces Network, it is a pleasure and a privilege to speak with you. So don't go anywhere, folks. I'll be back in three minutes.
2: Celebrate the 4th with $4 during Aaron's 4th of July event. You heard right. Just $4 gets you started leasing to own top brands in furniture, electronics, and appliances with no credit needed. And as always, there's free delivery and setup. So celebrate the 4th because just $4 gets you started. Visit a participating Aaron's store or aarons.com June 29th through July 4th during Aaron's 4th of July event. July 1st and 4th, online only. Transaction advertised as a rental purchase agreement.
3: Some restrictions apply. See store for details. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started.
0: Call the CPAP hotline now. 800-430-4234. 800-430-4234. That's 800-430-4234. Copay's and deductible supply. Supplies are replaced in accordance with Medicare guidelines.
5: Hey, Dave, you in for golf this weekend? Oh, uh, I can't. I promised I'd find a plumber to fix a sink and a painter to paint the... Just you. use Angie's List. Uh, doesn't that cost money? Not at all. It's free to find pros in your area
4: who can do the work. You can even read ratings and reviews from other customers. What about roofing pros?
5: Angie's List has pros for everything. And to save time, they'll even match you to the best pros for the job. Oh, that's awesome. Looks like I'll be able to play after all.
0: Find the best pros for your next project
1: at Angie'sList.com. All right, folks, welcome back. Fifth Street Soccer, Sports Byline USA, SB Nation Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. What a pleasure it is to be with you. I do enjoy bringing you the best of world football uh, weekly here on Sports Byline. And, of course, during the World Cup, there is uh, no bigger spotlight focused in on the global game than, uh, obviously, now. And uh, we've had quite the World Cup, quite the World Cup of upsets, surprises, new faces, old faces not performing. um for whatever reason and i tell you what i am if i have to hear pundits uh, whether on uh, the television or on the radio or on uh, or written on websites talking uh, still talking about messi and ronaldo and ronaldo and messi and really it's enough they are great players we can have a debate as to whether Messi is the greatest player in the world ever, or Ronaldo is, we can, we can have that discussion. And uh, it's a good discussion to have. And there are different, differing viewpoints and opinions. And I, don't, I won't say anyone's wrong. I would say all the opinions, uh, certainly if you're talking about uh, comparing the likes of a Messi and a Ronaldo uh, and a Maradona and a Pele, uh, those are all you know, more than valid opinions. Uh, we, we can all agree just to have a difference of opinion. Uh, but really, we, shouldn't, we, we cannot be mired in the past. It's a problem. It's a problem whether you are an England supporter and you admired mired in the greatness of 1966 or you're a Liverpool supporter such as myself. And, uh, you know, we spend all this time talking about our great European pedigree in history. Uh, You know, when the last time we won the European Cup was, uh, what, 2003 in uh, Istanbul. Was it three or five? Excuse me, 2005. Thank you. Uh, In in Istanbul, uh, which is now, you know, 13 years ago. Um, You have to look to the future, so, yeah, I'm excited, for example, about the Liverpool team under Jurgen Klopp, uh, Mo Salah, and and uh, Bobby Firmino, and, and where the team looks uh, right now, looking forward. Uh, so we have a tendency to look back, but it is time to not look back anymore. It is time to look forward to uh, the great players that are coming, that are emerging in the game today, and you're seeing a lot of them on display. I, I would just point you to the display that the French team put on a few days ago in their match, um, where Mbappe, uh, this young kid, I think he's... Is he 19? 19 or 20 years old. Put on one of the most incredible performances, an end-to-end run with the ball at his feet um, that must have been at, you know, 150 miles an hour. Showed skill, poise, athleticism, and then the finish. And... When you look at that, these are the stars of the future. Philippe Coutinho, Roberto Firmino, these are the stars of the future. Who else are you thinking, Andrew? Give me a couple of other stars of the future names. Uh, I'm asking our producer here because I know he's really into it. Who else would you say was a big star of the future? Um, Trent Trent Alexander-Arnold. Well, there we go. Mo Salah, big star for the future, right? I mean, you know, these are people that you can look at all around the world that are playing at the highest level, that are not Messi and Ronaldo. And I've said this, I've said this like every week on the show, so I'm feeling like I'm somewhat of a, of a record repeating himself. But, you know, if you're new to the sport in the last 20 years, and I know that doesn't feel new if you've been watching for 20 years, I, I'm not saying you're a, as the gamers would put it, put it, a noob or anything like that. I'm just saying that you've been following the sport since it's really grown here in the United States, which has been the last 20 years. I like to think I've been an integral part of that, and uh, it makes me feel good. So obviously, very happy to have as many people watching as possible. But if, if that is the case, then you have grown up in the sport, uh, knowing only the powerhouse of global football, the Real Madrid's, the Barcelona's, the Man United's, uh, the Germany's, the Brazil's, to a lesser degree, the Argentina's. You know, everybody talks about Chelsea Football Club and a few years ago how, you know, how great they were and a brilliant team, and, and they were considered one of the global giants. Well, you know, it wasn't too long ago that Chelsea were one pound, were bought by one pa- for one pound because they were, in ba- they were basically in bankruptcy. Chelsea Village essentially bankrupted that club. Roman Abramovich bought them just by buying their debt. They were a nothing club. They were sort of a shell of a former once-great club or once-legendary club in London. And they were, you know, just about on the way out. And then Abramovich buys them, pumps all the money in. They become, you know, a great team, full, solid, with full of, full of great players and, uh, you know, a high-profile manager and Mourinho and everything else. And the rest is history. But if you just go back a few years, they weren't much of anything. And if you go back a few more decades, there were they were quite a lot of something. So these are the transitions. These are the cycles of world football that we go through. Um, and obviously at the World Cup today, we're seeing more of those cycles, with Germany uh, going the way of the dodo, Euro, uh, Portugal going the way of the dodo, Argentina, uh, they're out. <clears throat> I, wouldn't, I would say Mexico, but I don't really think they've ever been considered a powerhouse of international football. They've always been a good club, a, a good uh, national side. Um Belgium barely squeaks through. Spain are out. I mean, Spain are out. Switzerland, a very highly ranked team coming into the World Cup, but we're out to Sweden today. So all these, uh, and then, of course, you know teams that didn't even get out of the group rounds. I mean, you know, Germany, of course, the biggest name there. Poland, w- w- weren't they ranked like 10th or something like that in the world before the World Cup? They had a huge, ridiculously high coefficient coming into the World Cup. But they're gone. They didn't even make it out of the group stage. Think about that. That's the way the cycle goes. That's the way the cycle goes uh, in the world. And we see it also in the club world. I mentioned Chelsea. Uh, Rumors today, Cristiano Ronaldo is on his way out of Real Madrid. He is going, apparently, uh, to the uh, great old lady of Italian football, Juventus. Uh, which is a big surprise uh, that he would go to Juventus, and maybe that is a signal of uh, the newfound influx of organization, integrity, and money that's found its way into Serie A once Berlusconi uh, has uh, his influence has diminished over the last uh, five or six years. No more bunga bunga parties with uh, Muammar Gaddafi, and uh, you know more worrying about football and staying on the right side of regulations and player transfers and. Uh, all of that sort of stuff. Italian football, by the way, is a great league. Serie A is a lot of fun. It has been a league that has had its ups and downs for sure. Uh, but right now, Serie A is a great league. The Bundesliga is a great league. The Premier League is, for my money, the most exciting league in Europe. Is it the best? Is technically are the teams in the Premier League, do you see technically better football than you would say But in a, in a big derby between a Classico, between Barcelona and Madrid? Probably not. However... Uh, I think top to bottom, it's the best value for money league in the world as a a, a fan. I think that it is uh, the most exciting league. I think if you look at the teams, uh, number one through number 20, I think you'll find they're a lot more competitive than they are in just about any other league in the world. So that's part of why I like the Premier League so much. And obviously, I'm from England, and I like the big stars. And uh, I think those teams are terrific. And I've followed the Premier League or what was the old first division for the majority of my life. So... I suppose that's, uh, that's only par for the course and normal. Uh, but anyway, Ronaldo on his way to Real Madrid. Look, Neymar left Barcelona, went to PSG. Um, you know, was that the right place for him to go? Well, it was a place for him to go, a big money club. He was happy to go there. But the big names are moving, are leaving, are rotating. I, f- by the way, f- kind of surprised Ronaldo didn't find his way back to the Premier League. But I think Juventus is a great home for him. Um, You know, talk about Gareth Bale. Is he going to stay at Madrid? I wonder if Ronaldo goes. Andrew, what do you think? If Ronaldo goes, will that open up more playing time, do you think, for Gareth Bale? Yeah. I would imagine so, right? They Unless they went and bought somebody else. That's a great point. So, <clears throat> yes, the beat goes on. We're going to follow the transfers very, very closely here, by the way, on the show throughout the uh, silly season, throughout the uh, window open, the open window. Uh, and we'll follow it all the way through. Uh, And, of course, once the World Cup is over, things get super busy because we have a little season of silly friendlies. By the way, I want to just put out a quick promotion here. Uh, It has been our pleasure here at Fifth Street Sports to facilitate the arrival of the uh, legendary Argentine club side, Boca Juniors. Uh, They will be playing the Colorado Rapids in Denver. Uh, We were involved in putting that match together. If you are in the Denver area, uh, go see... Uh, Denver again. Uh, the um, go see the Colorado Rapids against Boca Juniors. It'll be a fabulous match. When we come back, I'll tell you where to go, how to get tickets, and all that. Uh, this is Fifth Street Soccer on the Sports Byline USA Radio Network. It is great to be with you. I'm Nick Eber. I'm Going to step aside, take a break. Meanwhile, visit us on the web at fifthstreetsports.com, uh, and you can check out uh, lots of past shows and other great information. I'll be back in three minutes. Right, welcome back to Street Soccer Sports Byline USA. I'm with you every Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time, excuse me, 4 p.m. Eastern time, uh, right here on Sports Byline and SB Nation Radio. It is great to be with you as I watch the uh, extra time taking place of the England-Columbia match. Obviously, my fingers are crossed for England, uh, but it has been a gritty, gritty, gritty match. Of that, there's no doubt, and uh, Colombia have pulled every... Uh, I would say dirty trick, but you know it's just gamesmanship. I mean, they pulled every trick out of the book they can they can get, and uh, they did get a very late goal in uh, extra time to force it to the thirty-minute extra time period. And then, of course, if it doesn't, uh, if there's no score, then or if there's no to break the one-one tie, then they'll go to penalties. So the discussion on Twitter, and again, you can find us on Twitter at Fist Street Sports. A lot of people are not happy with penalties as the deciding tiebreaker in these matches. And I will say this. For me, penalties are a extremely unsatisfying way to resolve uh, the field of mortal comp- combat. I mean, they've been at it now for 90 minutes and 30 minutes. That's 120 minutes. That's two hours. There's not too many other ways to resolve these matches. Uh, and people say, well, let them play. They should just play until there's a winner. Well, the problem for that is that you're asking Uh, players who run miles during the course of every game. Remember, folks, this isn't a four-hour American football game where the ball moves for seven minutes during the entire match. This is a match, a game where the players and the ball are in constant motion, uh, unless, of course, it's Neymar rolling on the ground pretending like he's been shot by a sniper bullet. Uh, But the game goes on, and these players are highly conditioned endurance athletes. This is what they specialize in. Having said that, though, the idea that you're going to keep them out there for another hour running up and down the pitch will exhaust these players to the point that the following match they're going to have to play, because if it's a tournament, is really the only place you're going to have these rules. Uh, they're going to be dead. They're going to not be, I mean, I don't literally mean dead, but I mean exhausted. They're going to be completely exhausted and unable to play without at least a, a couple of weeks uh, rehab, reconditioning, rehydrating, rest. Um, and, of course, going to the strip clubs. But all of that aside, that's not a way to do it. Now, there have been some other discussions that maybe uh, you could keep them playing, and, and, and every three minutes you pull a player off. Um, well, you know, yep, that's a way to do it, but I'm not sure that's really necessarily going to uh, force a goal to be scored unless one of those players the goalkeepers. Uh, and then another discussion is, well, maybe you just let them do uh, six substitutions. Well, if that's the case, then you're really looking about a completely different tactical makeup for the game, and that may be something to look at uh, on the one hand. But on the other hand, don't these you know networks television coverage needs an end time on these matches at some point in order to make it work? So these are the, you know, these are the um, issues that we're dealing with. So right now, penalties are the only way, really, to decide these matches. Also, Andrew, Andrew, can you think of any other way that you'd want to uh, resolve these matches? Uh, fist fight between the managers. Fist fight between the managers. I, I, I like that. Or or mud wrestling match with the best-looking fans, uh, male and female, because I don't want to be seen as sexist, uh, on, uh, 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 on the sidelines. No, I think uh, right now penalties is probably the most efficient way, uh, yet, of course, uh, horribly unsatisfying. Uh, to solve these uh, these matches. What do you think? Eight hundred eight seven eight 878 play Eight hundred eight seven eight play, play Let me know. I'd love to hear from you, by the way. Uh, you know, wh- what do you think about that? Because, you know, if we're rewriting the rules of the game, and it may be time to rewrite some of the rules of the game. We I mean, were very hesitant to do that, and uh, I'm going to talk about that in a second here. But maybe it is time to get down, sharpen the pencils, and decide that there are some rules of this game uh, that need to be changed because they don't work anymore i mean look a number of years ago the offside rule was changed because the old way didn't work anymore uh you may not know this but uh they did not used to be yellow and red cards in a game um, that was something that was put in uh by a referee and i'm going to tell you when it was uh, i'm going to actually uh look up exactly when that was but uh I want to say it was in the 1970-something, early 70s uh, was the uh, when the cards, referees started carrying cards. So I'll find that out during the break and correct myself if I'm wrong, because I don't want to give you erroneous information. Uh, but having said that, we do change rules. So this World Cup, we've had video assistant referee. Um, a couple of years ago, goal line technology was instituted. I know a lot of the technology companies that uh, revolve around sports and sports marketing companies and leagues as well as FIFA are looking at the possibility of uh, RFID chips embedded in boots and balls to automate the offside calls. But having uh, – again – that's not here. That technology isn't quite ready. I mean, they did wait for the goal line technology to be exactly there before they instituted it, and I thought that was a very prudent move on their behalf because it really has helped. Look, these are games where a score is extremely hard to come by. We've seen 1-1s, nils. It's very rare we have seven, eight-goal matches. So you want to make sure that if there is a goal... That that goal is legitimate, was properly earned, did not break any of the rules. No one had an unfair advantage on it. So reviewing goals, it's time. Of course, whether the the, the fundamental decision there was, did the ball go over the line or not? So goal line technology was introduced. Been a big help. And yeah, most games, you don't even know it's there. But the one game that you do want it, when there's a question about did the ball go over the line, where, everything's on the, where everything is on the line, you want to ensure that, that's a, uh, that, that, sh, that that is a call that's made with integrity and that you're upholding the integrity of the game. VAR has been a work in progress, that's video assistant referee, has been a work in progress here during the World Cup, and I think it has got progressively better as they have instituted it over the period of the last few weeks. It is wonderful to know number 1 that referees can make calls that they feel are the appropriate calls and not worry about being second-guessed by the press because they can go to the VAR and if the call was wrong it'll be reversed if it was a non-call and it should have been a call the VAR will tell them and they can make the right call. So I think it takes you know it takes so much of the bad things about uh global football which is the pressure that's put on by the fans uh and the media. And the water cooler talk has been, oh, it was a penalty or it wasn't a penalty or this, that, and the other. You know, let's change the discussion. Let's make the discussion about the game and the tactics and the players as opposed to the referees and the refereeing decisions. Uh, Referee, the best referee in a game is one that you don't notice. Those are the best referees in any match. Of course, in American sports, the referees are themselves almost as big of a draw as they are the game itself. I mean, this is just a different focus. I mean, the NFL refs, how many NFL refs are there in a match? 100? 150? Looks like almost uh, half a battalion of uh, striped gentlemen, all throwing uh, yellow hankies with rocks attached to them on the ground and uh, all mic'd up so everybody can hear their calls. And by the way, I, I, I there's some things I really love about the NFL. I mean, the officiating I think is is good in the NFL. They take their time. They make the right call. They have video review. They don't always get it right, but they have video review because they know the integrity of the game uh, is um, integral to the correct application of the laws and rules of the game. Um, and and Amer- again, American football, NFL, professional football, college football. The, 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 this is a game that really is much. More tailored to the use of video review, possibly than any other sport, because there's so many stoppages in play. Um, So, soccer, football, it's emerging. It's coming out of the dark ages. The traditionalists who say, "Oh, you know, we haven't done that since time immemorial. Why would we do this? This is, you know, this is an affront to the the nature and the spirit of the game." I say it's not. I say it's. The game is changing with time. It's integrating technology. It's All these things are doing, whether it's VAR or uh, changing of the offside rules or whatever it is they're doing, are really driving the game forward. There have been very few changes, I would say, that they make uh, to the game that have been really negative. And they don't make these changes lightly uh, or easily. So VAR, for me, has been one of the big winners in the World Cup. I think it's really shown what we can have. Now, I do understand, and this is some of the pushback that you get on this. Some of the people say, well, yeah, but maybe the big money leagues in the world, the Premier Leagues, the Serie A, you know, the uh, League 1, Bundesliga, they can afford to have VAR. But, But, you know, the guy playing fourth division football, <coughs> excuse me, in Estonia, His league cannot afford to have VAR, and I say that is absolutely correct. His league cannot afford to have VAR uh, or goal line technology, and that is just one of the things. That's just how you come through the system. That's how you train referees. That's how you uh, train players uh, how to play in terms of uh, application of the rules and the rules to follow. Um, But when you get to the very top leagues in the world, that's what you get because that's where – Most of the people have their eyeballs. Now, I like to watch uh, for any sort of football. I mean, I'm I'm so bad I'll pull over to the side of the road if there's a youth game going on uh, as I drive by. But, uh, uh, you know, you're not going to have VAR at youth games. But you're going to have it at the World Cup. You're going to have it in the Premier League. You're going to have it in the Bundesliga. That's when you're going to have it. And that's the way it should be. So big winner for me in the World Cup. That's been a big winner for me in the World Cup. What else has been a big winner for me in the World Cup? Well, I tell you, we have to go to break here in just a second. Uh, I will save it until we come back. I'm just checking my clock here. Uh, How are we good? we got till 40, right? Nope. 37. Oh, well, I don't have time. So I'm going to have to hold that thought. So when we come back, I'll tell you about some of the other big winners I see out of this uh, cycle of the World Cup. So stay tuned. History Soccer, Sports Byline USA, SB Nation Radio. Find us on Twitter at Sports Byline, uh, pardon me, at uh, streets Street Sports. And on the web, of course, at uh, Fist All right, folks, I'll be back in three minutes. Coming up, I'm going to give you my picks uh, for the first of the quarterfinal matches. So don't want to miss that. I'll show you if there are any special values. Go to our sponsor, e Sports.eu. Be right back after this.
3: and you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get
0: started. Call the CPAP hotline now. 800-430-4234. 800-430-4234. That's 800-430-4234. co and deductible supply. Supplies are replaced in accordance with Medicare guidelines
6: Celebrate the 4th with $4 during Aaron's 4th of July
2: event. You heard right. Just $4 gets you started leasing to own top brands and furniture, electronics, and appliances with no credit needed. And as always, there's free delivery and setup. So celebrate the 4th because just $4 gets you started. Visit a participating Aaron's store or aarons.com June 29th through July 4th during Aaron's 4th of July event. July 1st and 4th online only. Transaction advertised as a rental purchase agreement. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Come on, let's ride.
6: Hey, guys and gals, Scott Turnage here, the old G3 sportsman. You know, we're awfully proud to have G3 Boats as the official boat sponsor for the Outdoor Guys radio show. From time to time, Ken will be talking with some of our G3 sportsman field staff for the best fishing tips and where they're biting across the country. Be sure and check out our new lineup of G3 Boats at your local dealer or visit us at g3boats.com and come join the G3 Life.
1: Well, I did not predict that uh, England-Columbia would go to penalties. Uh, it is doing just that, and we will uh, continue to monitor that. Obviously, if you're watching this show, on a, listening to it on a podcast or watching it as a recording on YouTube, by the way, you can find us at youtube.com forward slash Street sports or our website, Street sports.com. Um, it, you're going to know the results, and I do not know. That's the benefit of not having. That's the downside of not having. A time machine. If I had a time machine, I would have taken the meager resources that I had. I would have gone forward in time, placed some bets. Or excuse me, back in time, placed some bets uh, on some of these results. Some large bets on some of these results. Um, particularly, would have bet on Russia eliminating Spain. Uh, would have got a nice payday on that one. And of course, Germany not making it out of the group stages. Uh, I shudder to think what the payday was for that one in terms of odds. By the way, if you're interested in odds and placing some bets, having a little bet, you can do that at our sponsor, Uh It's a great place to go. They get it's very low juice. Uh, and if you don't know what I mean by that, you want to look it up, but essentially it's uh, fee loading. If you go to a sports book here, they're going to have very high juice. Uh, if you go to EU, they'll have very low juice. Uh, low juice is better than high juice, whether it's high-calorie, uh, juice boxes that you might give your kids or the low-calorie ones. You want the low-calorie ones, right? They're healthier. You live longer. So low juice, much better. Anyway, go to betternysports.eu. If you sign up right now and uh, use the affiliate code Fist Street. you can get a 50% bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. So let's do it, shall we? Andrew, uh, is Andrew with me? Andrew, you there? Hello? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, good. Well, let's take a look at some of these matches because we've got a couple of matches coming up here. Uh, The first ones, um, let's take a look. The first ones uh, would be, we're talking about the quarterfinal matches, Uruguay-France. This, for me, is probably one of the most interesting quarterfinal matches that we have because Uruguay are a very difficult team to beat. They're a very difficult team to play with. Um, They are gritty and tough and can dictate the pace of a game. Uh, They're very good defensively, and they have a really strong uh, offensive uh, bite if they need it. Uh, France, on the other hand, are a bit like, um, I would say, a um, free-flowing French sports car, but then, you know, I'm thinking just a Citroën. I'd rather say a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or something with a little bit more uh, uh, panache and flair and speed. Uh, And that's what this French team is. They're young, they're um, they're fast, they're gritty, they are determined, and they all have a point to make. I, I think on balance, I like the French team. Uh, I like France to advance out of this particular um, uh, quarterfinal, and the bookies would seem to agree with me. Uh, the odds currently for France to advance are minus 210. Uh, Uruguay, a-, a good bet, by the way, Uruguay, at plus 180, if you have a little extra cash. That's a good little bet there. During the game itself, uh, 90 minutes... Uh, The odds are for France at plus 103. That's the money line. Uh, Uruguay is plus 362. The draw is plus 222. And the over-under is two goals. It's two goals, total points. The over pays plus 102. Now, normally, I would say any team that France plays, you want to look to go for the over. A low-scoring game is obviously going to benefit Uruguay. A high-scoring game is going to benefit France. I do think France will get out of this. I think they're likely to get out of this as a 1-0, though, uh, possibly, during regulation. So I'm going to actually take the straight money line on France, uh, plus 103, and I am going to take the under at minus 117. What do you think, Andrew? Right. I don't know. Uh, I heard you just fine, so I don't know if you were hearing Andrew there, uh, but essentially he was saying that um, uh, Uruguay can really grind out a win, and France is going to do it with a lot more style and panache. And in, uh, in that respect, I do agree with him. I still would like. I still would take on this one. Uh, France at plus one hundred three. Uh, Uruguay at plus uh, as opposed to Uruguay at plus three sixty two. So I take France, and I will take the under. On the next one, Belgium Brazil, uh, I was really hot on this Belgian team for a while. Uh, I saw them really struggle to get by Japan. Uh, I thought that was really unfortunate for them the, the You know the Brazilian team uh, really seems to be going from strength to strength here, uh, and they look good i, I don't i can 't see Belgium winning this game. I really see Brazil winning, winning this game uh, in regulation plus one twelve uh, the the goal uh, the total points are two and a half um, I probably would take uh, so it's a three, it's a, two and a half will be a 2-1 victory. I would take the over. I would take the over at plus 100 and Brazil to advance. Those are our picks for the matches on, what are we today? Thursday, my Thursday's picks. Those will be Thursday's picks. On Friday, uh, we're going to have, is that Friday or Saturday? I believe it's Saturday actually, right? This, uh, the next games? So the sixth is, pardon me, the sixth will be, those are Friday's um, quarterfinal picks. On Saturday's quarterfinal picks will be Sweden and uh, the winner of uh, this match that we're looking at right here, which is uh, Colombia-England, still to be determined, and Russia-Croatia. We will give you those picks, though, on Friday at 1 p.m. when we come back on the air. We'll give you those picks and we'll be able to look back at these ones, as we watch a very intense uh, penalty shootout situation between England and Colombia. Listen, if you have a better idea on how to do this, uh, let us know. Send us a tweet at fifthstreetsports.com. I don't mean the show. I'm sure everybody has a better idea to how to do the show. I'm talking about penalty kicks. If you have a better idea than penalty kicks, let us know at fifthstreetsports.com. Uh, uh, go to at fifthstreetsports on Twitter. Go to www.fifthstreetsports.com on the web, and you can uh, let us know what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear them, by the way. I mean, there have been some great suggestions. I would say at this point, short of saying, well, throw a few lions out there for some entertainment, pretty much no idea would be a really terrible idea, and they would all be worthy of consideration. So we watch England and Colombia in penalty kicks. Of course, penalty kicks in the World Cup have been the bane of England's existence. This has been uh, England's great Achilles heel, and here they are playing a fairly experienced Colombian team, uh, that has uh, probably uh, a bit more in terms of, uh, uh, in, in terms of uh, constitution for this. Uh, I wonder how these young players are feeling having to take penalties to advance to the next round of the World Cup, knowing England's history, uh, how much pressure is on their rather narrow young shoulders. Uh, I would imagine uh, it's an awful lot of pressure. So, that's what's going on right now. Those are our picks for the first matches of the quarterfinals. And once again, I will pick uh, France and I will pick Brazil, the two favorites. Uh, generally, when you get this far along, the favorites do tend to rise, as Nick Webster likes to say, the cream uh, rises to the top. So, you can go to betanysports.eu, sign up, and place those bets if you would like, or uh, with the advent of legalized uh, sports betting in certain states now, other than Nevada, you can go now to uh, a bunch of different locations and do it. Uh, Monmouth, New Jersey, I believe they're taking bets. Delaware taking bets. And if you'd like to continue that discussion, the perfect place to do that, do it is on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Sports Byline for Fifth Street Sports, where we will cover all sports, not just the World Cup. We'll cover everything. In fact, we had a Fabulous discussion about uh, betting the Canadian Football League, if you can believe that. I mean, there is actually a discussion to be had about betting the Canadian Football League. I had no idea, but apparently there is, and it was actually pretty interesting. If you've missed out any of those topics and would be interested to know you know what they are, then what you're going to do is go to com You can see uh, a list of uh, all of our um Uh, videos that we've had uh, in the past-present, but none in the future yet, because I said no time machine. Well, England has had their first penalty shot saved, so uh, unfortunately, things are looking at this point like Colombia will advance to the next round, and England will see their elimination in the round of 16, which I know will be an enormous disappointment. It's not over yet, but uh, it is uh, not looking particularly grand for them. That is the nature of the beast. That's what you get when you give up a goal late in extra time, you cannot do that. And that I think part of that you can put down to the youth and an experience of this uh, English team on the international stage. But uh, uh, it is fascinating to watch how these, things, uh, how these things unfold. Although, on the other hand, Colombia just literally missed a penalty. So now, as I'm giving you a blow-by-blow blow description, uh, all things are equal. You never know. You never know. Uh, look, folks, when we come back after the World Cup, we're going to be following a lot of stuff because the transfer window will be open. We'll be into the preseason matches. And I did tell you I would uh, inform everybody about the uh, Boca Juniors-Colorado Rapids match, and I'm going to do that for you in just a second here. Um, and then we get into the Premier League, of course, and we get into the big leagues in Europe. And if you, if you've enjoyed betting the World Cup, Uh, You know, the betting action on Premier League, Serie A, Bundesliga, uh, La Liga is enormous. And if you're just a fan of the game and don't bet, it's absolutely fantastic because these are really the top leagues in the world. And if you want to see the best players, whether it's we're talking about Cristiano Ronaldo going to Juventus, fine. If you want to see Ronaldo play in Italy, then You know, watch Serie A. If you want to see Messi play, then watch La Liga. If you want to see Neymar play, watch uh, Ligue 1. If you want to see uh, Harry Kane play, then you watch the Premier League. Uh, That's where you're going to go for your top-level football. Uh, I I will get on my uh, bandwagon, my high horse, my rant wagon at some point and rant a little bit for you about Major League Soccer. I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it during the World Cup. It's not an appropriate discussion to have. Uh, But I will ask you this. Why on earth are they playing uh, Major League Soccer throughout the World Cup? And by the way, Pickford has just saved a penalty from Colombia. So if England score this penalty now, they will in fact go through and break the jinx. And I'm wondering if it's going to be uh, Captain Fantastic, who I don't think has taken a penalty, Oh, he took the penalties, the first one. So he won't be taking it. So if you stay with me here, folks, I'm going to be able to tell you who's going through in the England-Columbia game. Uh, We will find out right now. Is that Trippier? No. Oh, that's uh, Dyer. Okay, Dyer. So here we go, getting ready to take it. I know this is terrible live radio, folks, but I I just can't help myself. I'm I'm an England fan, and uh, I have to watch this. Uh, But if they don't go through for some reason, I I will not – be upset with their performance. Uh, it's just the football gods and the way the football gods go. And England are advancing to the next round of the World Cup in a very hard-earned victory. And they do break the defeat, the jinx of penalty kicks in the World Cup. This young English team uh, is setting, I think, uh, all sorts of, breaking all sorts of jinx and setting all sorts of expectations uh, going forward for England. Great to see him do it. So England will be taking on I can now give you the final. <laughs> I can now give you the final uh, quarterfinal matchup. I'm sorry it's taken me so long. That of course will be England playing Sweden, and then the winner of that match will play the winner of Russia Croatia, which I would predict to be Croatia. But quite honestly, you just don't know in this World Cup. It's absolutely insane. Love to hear from you guys. Find us on the web, fisherysports.com. Find us on YouTube, youtubecom Fist3Sports. or on Twitter uh, at history sports and a step aside take a break wrap it up I, I thank all our listeners for bearing with me uh, while I do a show solo while watching my team uh, play their way through the World Cup uh, you've been a patient and I, I love uh, all my listeners and fans and uh, thank you so much all right be right back after this history sports.
5: Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now.
2: Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next? Call for free information from InventHelp.
1: The quarterfinals of the 2018 FIFA World Cup are set. Uruguay will face France. Brazil will face Belgium. Russia will face Croatia. And England will face Sweden. Think about that for a minute. One of our World Cup winners will be either Uruguay, France, Brazil, Belgium, Russia, Croatia, Sweden, or England. England, France, Brazil... And Uruguay are the only teams ever to win the World Cup. And Uruguay was in the 50s, I think. Uh, England, obviously, 1966. Uh, In recent memory, uh, France. And, of course, most recently, Brazil. So we are for sure going to have either someone who was last in the finals in 1966 or a complete newcomer in the finals of the World Cup. Think about that for a minute. It has been a wonderful World Cup full of surprises. I thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will be with you each and every weekday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Then again, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sports Byline SB Nation Radio. Then again, Saturdays, we'll be with you at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern time. So you get us five, uh, six days a week. Hope you enjoy it. Let us know how you feel, how you think. Participate in the show. You can either call into the studio, and I put the number out during the show, or you can find us on the web. At FistrySports or you can find us on Twitter um, at FistrySports. Uh, that's just about going to wrap up the show. Once again, want to remind you though to go to BetAnySports if you'd like to place a small wager on the outcome of the first round of the quarterfinals, uh, which are going to which is uh, I, I gave you the uh, gave you our picks on these. I said France over Uruguay in regulation. I said Brazil over Belgium in regulation. And uh, I mean. I'm going with the two favorites, but, you know, it is the uh, it is the quarterfinals of the World Cup, so that's what you do. All right, I'll be back on the air with you tomorrow, so be sure to tune in right here. I want to thank everybody involved with this show and, of course, all the fine folks at Sports Byline and SB Nation. Till tomorrow, enjoy, enjoy your evening. By the way, have a great July 4th, and I just realized I won't be with you on July 4th, so I'll be with you the day after tomorrow. Enjoy your July 4th holiday. I know I will, and I will speak to you on on Thursday. Bye. Never.